Welcome to Create Your Own Light, where we harness our past, we embrace our future, and learn to conquer the roadblocks along the way together. I'm your host, Travis Howes. Let's get on with it. This episode is brought to you by YourWelder.com. YourWelder.com is an online directory of mobile welders. Whether at your home or at your industrial processing plant, we come to you. Our community of mobile welders can repair anything from the neighbor's mailbox that you just backed into or the cat bulldozer sitting on your job site. YourWelder.com is a directory of highly skilled professionals willing to help you on your job site on your timetable. YourWelder.com screens all of their welders using tools like photos from social media apps such as Instagram, Parler, and Facebook, even face-to-face meetups. YourWelder.com was built by actual industry welding experts who actually perform this type of work on a daily basis. And here's the best part. They're veteran-owned and operated. So go check them out at YourWelder.com. And also feel free to check them out on social media where I'll include their links in the show notes. I'm going to start off this episode by telling y'all how I broke my I broke my entire asshole um, a week ago, a little over a week ago. Um, y'all, this this hurts so badly. This is the second time in a couple months that that I've like felt like I've injured my asshole. And I just got to tell you, so I was sitting on a table, putting my boots on at the farm the other day, and I sat down on this table, this little coffee table my wife bought a while back. This old piece of shit table. Some motherfuckers. It's in it's in the dumpster now. <laughs> So I sit down, I'm putting my boot on. I got one boot on, and as I'm going to put my right boot on, the fucking table collapsed, and it flew out from underneath me, and I was sitting at coffee height, coffee table height, and people, when I tell you my asshole slammed the ground, it, it couldn't have hit any more perfect. It was almost like I was making a fans-only dildo show like the way that I made my asshole hit the ground and except there was no dildo. It was just the table leg. And I don't know if the table leg went up in my ass. I don't know if it was just the floor, but I, it happened so fast and it hurts so badly. You know how, when you get hurt, what's the first thing you do? Like when you injure any body part, we reach over and we grab that part and we pull it in close to us, right? It's a subconscious thing that humans do. And we just want to protect the injured body part. Well, my asshole was injured and I didn't know what to do. So I immediately reached for it. But you can't, I don't know if you've ever tried to hold your asshole, but you can't do it. So what I did without thinking, I punched myself in the ass from the back. I I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, it hurt so bad that I was just trying to shove my fist through my Carhartt pants, through the back of my Carhartts, and put as much pressure up in my ass as I could. And I was moaning, like not pleasurable. Like like I was hurt, man. This shit was hurt. And my wife ran in there and she's like, what, what, what happened? What happened? And I was like, my asshole, my asshole. That's all I could say. And she was scared because she heard, I mean, this shit was loud, man. And then she, you sitting there looking at this grown-ass tough guy laying on the floor, fisting himself. 
through a pair of Carhartts. That's how hard I am. Like, I don't even take my pants down. We just go through the material. And it was throbbing. <laughs> it hurt so bad. So I just laid there for a little bit. And then uh, finally, finally the pain went away. And I got up and put my boot on out of sheer embarrassment. And I carried a table outside and threw it in the back of my truck. And hauled that shit to the dump. But you never know. I mean, just like that, in a split second, your day can be turned upside down. Or you could be fisting yourself. So be thankful for the health that you have today. You know, this. I would, when I was laying there, I was looking back at that that... I was laughing because I was looking back at that injury when I when I sat on that table and it took me back to a call when I was in the police department. Now, I may have said this in the past. I may have told you guys about this, but we got dispatched to a call one night where a guy was naked and screaming in a, in a parking lot of an apartment complex. And when we get there, there was this kid. He was naked like he was butt ass naked. He was screaming top of his lungs. He was high on PCP is what it was. So uh Long story short, I went to grab him to put him in handcuffs. He resisted. Uh, a struggle ensued to where, let's just say, he got struck in the face with a with a, with a closed fist, and um, the motherfucker laughed. Like, I mean, laughed. And so, my partner and I, be careful how I word this. We worked together to get this subject under control and we couldn't do it. We actually had to call for more backup and my sergeant came and my sergeant's a big ass dude. And it was me, my partner, two paramedics came and my, my sergeant. And we were finally able to get this guy with his hands behind his back and get him locked up, get get handcuffs on him. But when we did, he took his, uh, you got to look at your fingers, like turn your palms into where both of your, hands touch okay like if you had your hands behind your back and you were under arrest this kid took his middle finger and ring finger on both hands i say kid he was a man and he shoved him in his ass and he started tearing his ass open and you could hear it tearing and he was screaming and my i remember forget my sergeant my sergeant was slapping his hands and he kept going stop it that's nasty that's nasty and we're fucking dying. But to get to, anyway, long story short, he gaped himself. Okay, and uh, when we get him to the to the ER, I, I'll never forget the doctors. Actually, this is the, the the sick part of it. The doctors thought we did that to the man. They thought we did that with our ass batons, but we didn't. So I don't know why I needed to tell you all that story, except they kind of ran together, but. Hey, look, um, I want to talk to y'all today a little bit. Uh, if, if it sounds like I'm under the weather, uh, it, is, it is definitely because I am. Uh, I am on day 12. I'm getting over COVID. Um, I, I had to cancel three events this week. I uh, did not want to do, but it was the right thing to do. I was supposed to be out of town uh, tomorrow. I was supposed to be in Columbia, South Carolina, and then I was supposed to be up in uh, – Iowa, Fort Dodge, Iowa, and Cedar Rapids, Iowa next week. And and then I'm bummed because I can't make those events. And then I had to, we're going to have to reschedule them. Uh, I don't like canceling anything, but when it comes to this shit, you, you know, you can't, you got to be responsible. You know, I have been laying on the couch for 12 days and, I, and this isn't pity party me. This is uh, I'm not, 
I'm not good at sitting idle. I'm definitely not good at being sick. Now, I am the worst person in the world to have a man cold or anything like that because, man, when I'm sick, I'm a bitch. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm, a, I'm a vulnerable adult. And what I mean by that is when I'm sick, I'm so vulnerable that if you wanted this ass, just come get it. There's, I'm not even going to fight you. I just, I don't know what it is. I can I can do all the tough guy shit in the world, but the second I feel um, under the weather, it's 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 free game. I'm free game for whoever. I just I cannot handle being sick. So when I get a man cold, it's bad. But this case is worse. I had I had uh, COVID and I was out here at the farm and I was kind of stranded for several days by myself and fucking rations were getting low and uh, it was just me and the dog and it made me think. I was like, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. I would much rather be healthy and feeling well and be broke and poor and homeless than to have everything in the world and not feel good. And nothing is more humbling than being sick because all you want to do is be better. And it makes me think about those people that they fight bigger, you know, bigger diagnoses than in COVID. They go through uh, chemo and stuff like that and they fight to stay alive and, you know, we just lost a very dear friend to this and she fought, she did chemo for like two years and, um, she fought so hard, but never had any quality of life during that fight. And it was just the human will to stay alive is mind boggling because I'm like, you know what? Fucking shoot me. This sucks. There's zero quality of life. And so, you know me, I'm a, I'm a deep thinker. And then I start thinking and I was like, out of all the days I've been on this earth, I was like, I wonder how many days I've really lived because as the days started piling up, I'd watch one sunrise through the window and I'd watch, uh, another, um, sunset through the same window. And I wouldn't even have the strength to go outside and enjoy it. I started getting uh, depressed and I was like, man, these are wasted fucking days. These are days where I could have been doing something with my life, but I'm laying here on the couch feeling like shit. And so then I started thinking, I started grabbing my calculator. I go, how many days have I been alive? So I'm 43 and I multiplied that, um, you know, times 365 times 43 years. And it came up with this number, 15,695 days total roughly is what I've been on the earth. Okay. And then I I started thinking out of those almost 16,000 days, how much of that have I really lived? If 12 of these motherfuckers have been spent right here on the couch, and this is just one week in a year or two weeks in a year that, that I didn't have, let's start adding that up. So I started thinking about the days we spend sleeping, right? And so now my math numbers may be a little bit off, but I'm, it is what it is. You get what you'll get the fucking point at the end of this. I did eight hours a day for my entire life. And I came up with, uh, the hours I broke that down into days afterwards. And I came up with, I've spent a total of 5,231 days sleeping based on a 40 hour work week over the course of 20 years. That same math would tell me that a person at my age has spent 1,733 days of their life working. Then I did the math on, uh, let's say if I spend an hour going to work and an hour coming home. So you had a two hour round trip commute every day for five days a week over the course of that, that, uh, 
20 years. Sorry if I'm a little short of breath. But sitting in traffic over 20 years going to and from work, 433 days of your life would be spent sitting in traffic. And then I, I Googled the average time someone watches TV, or I think it was like three hours or something like that. You know what that came up to over the course of my life? 912 days watching TV. I added all of that shit up. Oh, and then don't forget social media. That's uh, like 2.9 to three hours a day too. And it came out to 365 days. So a whole year just in social media in my life, just, just wasted time. And I'm looking at wasted time. So when I added all those up, they came up to 8,674 days of my life has been spent not living and doing other shit than, than actually living and enjoying the moment. Think about that when you think, Oh man, I've had a good life. And it's like, have you really had a good life? Think about how little you actually get to live during your life. Out of those 8,674 days, that only leaves me 7,000 days left. 7,021 to be exact. That I've actually had of time to enjoy myself over the course of 43 years. 7,000 days. All right? Now, in that time, I would honestly say I really haven't started, didn't really start living my, my life to its full potential until I was 18 when I was in the Marine Corps. So I didn't go on any further with, with the math because it was just too damn depressing. But you take all your childhood years out of there, you're really only left with a couple of good years. If you think about it, if you want to look at it in depth and like really break down your life up to 43 years old for me, there's really only been a couple of really good years where you're actually getting to live. The rest of it is just existing. Think about that. I look back, always look back over my life and always like, I'm always like thinking about things. And I just, I guess the reason that I get so deep is because I have a passion to, to really want to live, right? To like, not to just be alive, but to live and to live in the moments and to enjoy everything you have while you have it. Um, and that just helped, that just helped me like kind of like really break it down to think how long I've been on this earth and to think how long you've been on this earth and how much, how little actually, how little that we've actually truly experienced pleasurable things, right? So moving forward in life, I think it's important to remember these things too. And I used to, you hear those people say all the time, they're like, oh, I got plenty of time to sleep when I'm dead. Shit, I kind of, I'm starting to buy into that because <laughs> now I'm like, you know what? They, they got a point. I hate being sick with a passion. It feels like such a waste of time. And I remember, man, I used to be so much more of a man than I am now. Uh, I, I'm a pussy now. I just, I'll just i tell you flat out. I'm, the, I'm nothing like I used to be because I've, I've experienced comfort to a point as a grown man that I'll, I'll, never, I'll never sacrifice that again. Like when I was young, I didn't really understand comfort. I didn't understand like the, I wouldn't say the finer things in life because I've never really had that, but. I just wouldn't understand um, discomfort the way that I do now. So I, I'll tell you another story. When I was in Marine Corps, um, I was we were doing 
we were doing a training evolution and I had the flu and this is how, this is how crazy it was back then. I, um, when you would get sick, there was no laying around. We still went out and we did ops and stuff. Like we didn't just get to sleep it off. At least, at least we didn't. I don't know unless things have changed. I mean, we, I don't really remember anybody just because they had the flu, not being able to go. So, I mean, we still went like we still did shit. <laughs> so if I had to, Fuck, man, if I, I got the flu now, I'm not doing shit. But I remember one time I had the actual flu, and uh, we got on these helos, and um, you mix the flu in with flying around all crazy on some Huey helicopters. And you get you get motion sickness, you get sick. So one of the rules in the Marine Corps was when you're in the back of a helicopter, if you have to vomit, you don't throw up in the bird, like the bird is the helicopter. So you don't throw up in the bird. You actually throw up in your, your helmet, your Kevlar. Because the flight crew has to clean up all that throw up and it's rude to, you know, it's like throwing up in somebody's car. You don't do that. Yeah, it's fat. Have some cooth, motherfucker, right? So we end up going on this op and I uh, I got really sick and I threw up and, and just in time I caught it in my helmet and we're doing this live raid. I'll never forget we were, we were going to lay down suppressive fire on this big berm. And as soon as my bird touches close to the deck, we all bail out the side. And I, f- I forgot that I had a helmet full of puke and like ham and cheese in that motherfucker and like eggs, milk. It's just, it's just fucking disgusting. And for whatever reason, I brain farted and I did not think to dump my helmet out. Instead, what I did is I grabbed my shit and threw my helmet on my head. And went to hit the objective. And as soon as I did, all that vomit started running down my face, back into my mouth, back of my neck. And you can't stop when you're in the middle of one of these evolutions. You can't just be like, hey, I'm going to take a, um, uh, I fucked up time out. You got you to gotta keep pressing. So we get up there, we hit this berm and we're laying down fire and my squad's laying down fire and I'm watching and I'm trying to direct people here, direct people there. And before I knew it, I was naked and fucking jumping up and down with vomit all over me. Now, let me tell you, this happened so fast. I was screaming and my, I put my weapon down. I stripped down to fucking nothing. And my lieutenant runs over to me and it didn't take him long. Here's what happened. I laid down when I laid down to lay down a volume of fire. I laid in a fucking fire ant pile, like a big fire ant pile. And it was, you couldn't really see cause it was just, it was, was just getting light out. This was at dusk is when we did this or at dawn, excuse me. And it was just getting light out. And I had fire ants all fucking over me. And now they're stuck in the vomit on me and they were just eating my ass alive. So we ended up grabbing canteens of water and like pouring them all over me and washing them off of me. And so then I had to fucking get back in a goddamn helicopter, half fucking naked. Motherfucker, everybody's laughing at me. I was sick with the flu, right? And I don't know why I'm telling you all this story. Look, this is this this episode didn't really go anywhere today. I was wanting to record all week, but I've been so so out of it that uh I really haven't had time to sit down and come up with good content for you. So I was like, I'm just going to tell some stories today. But so anyway, we fly back and that's why I look back, man. There's no way I'd be on a helicopter today with, with the flu doing anything that we would do back then. And how about you guys out there? I know the women, women are tough ass. Women are hard asses, man. They, uh, 
It's crazy when you see a woman that's that's sick. A lot of times you never even know they're sick. And I'm like, how? How do you do that? How do you not ball up in a ball with a blanket and then anytime somebody comes walking by, start like giving sympathy moans, like somebody give me sympathy. How do you, these women, they'll just go to work. So my hat's off to you. Um, I got a, a story here. I, I made a note about the story of uh, this lady named Vicky. When I was a cop, I was brand new. We almost shot this lady in the face. She, um, I was actually in, still in training. I was with my field training officer. <clears throat> and she, um, she got raped that night. And I'll never forget when we pulled up, she was standing in the yard. And she had this big-ass butcher knife. She was just standing there. And then we get out of the car. And me and the FTO, we come around the back of the car because she's standing not far from us. We're like, holy fuck, what's she doing with the knife? And so we pull her weapons out. And uh, she's yelling. She's yelling all these obscenities. She's yelling what had happened to her that night, which I'm not going to repeat here. And it was very, very foul. Um, But essentially, she got high on crack with some dudes. And they raped her and did all kinds of other stuff to her. And she wanted to die. And she told us that either she was going to kill herself or we were going to do it. And here I am. I'm like my second week in field training office. I'm like, holy shit. And then she takes off running. And uh, she actually started running towards me. And I was squeezing the fucking trigger slowly. I mean, there was enough distance there. I had time to think. And I'll never forget. Like, I had time to. We're yelling at her. We're yelling, stop. It wasn't one of those, this is so fast. It was almost like it was slow motion. And we're yelling at her, stop. She tripped. I'll never forget, she, she had these big roots in her yard. You know those trees that have those low, like, roots? Well, her she hit one of them roots and tripped and stumbled just long enough to where she dropped the knife and she was looking for it. And when she did, I holstered up and I went and, and, I went and tackled her. And uh, it hit her like fucking Brian Urlacher back with the bears. I mean, just coming out of nowhere. And got her on the ground. We got her handcuffed. They didn't think anything else about it. Um, we took her in, got her some help. But then we had to go to court because she did have some um, municipal charges, some misdemeanors. And I'll never forget, she walks up to me and she goes, um, Officer, I want to thank you for not killing me that night. And I, I don't know why I thought about that because I was doing... Um, I was doing something one time on a podcast where somebody asked me about people that you've saved. And I never, I remember my response was like, well, you don't really think about those. You, you always think about ones you couldn't. And <clears throat> I don't know why that story came up. And I'm just going to keep talking because fuck it. Um, <laughs> I got to, there's, there's no rhyme or reason why I should have just told that story. But. I don't know. I guess it makes me smile a little bit. I guess it makes me think about those days that that we're actually living. And that's one of the days where I wasn't sleeping or I wasn't laid up with sick or I wasn't on a fucking device. I was actually living and helping somebody else live. I guess that's why I thought about that. And I went to, um, I went, y'all ever been to the Dollar General or the Family Dollar? Y'all know what those are? It's usually where everything's a fucking dollar. And. I go, I'm running, never forget me and my dad were up here at the farm. 
It was nine in the morning and I needed to go get something. I think it was coffee or something because we were out. We pull up to the front door of the Dollar General and uh, there's a guy on a bicycle. <laughs> this wasn't long ago. There's a guy on a bicycle. And this was, it was 9.15, so we're 15, the store opened at 9, right? <laughs> this motherfucker on a bicycle's out front yelling. And I get out, and he goes, man, don't even go to that fucking door. And I said, excuse me? He says, they ain't even open. I said, why are they open? He goes, man, I don't know. He goes, that's why I'm out here fucking yelling. He's mad as shit. And he goes, this is the funniest shit. He's on a bicycle now. He goes, this is bullshit, because I pay my fucking taxes I pay my fucking taxes and this is some bullshit. <laughs> he got on his bicycle and fucking rode off. Ah. And I'm cracking up as I'm telling this. Because I remember thinking, is this a fucking joke? This motherfucker, do you think the goddamn federal government owns this building? And you paying taxes on your fucking bicycle? And <coughs> <coughs> this is the COVID episode. Just don't mean shit. Sorry. This is me trying to work for y'all, trying to get some content. But this motherfucker is on his bicycle. And he pays his taxes. Bless him for paying his taxes. Lately, we've been talking about... Um, we've been talking about having to put my dog, Turkey Sue, down. And uh, if y'all know, through my posts or keeping up with me, and Turkey Sue is everything to me. And she's... Uh, She's a good girl. She's 13, and I rescued her back in 2009, and um, or excuse me, 2010. And um, I rescued her the month before I left the fire department. And so, Turkey Sue's been with me every step of the way, and she's my girl. And, and it's just it's getting hard to see her um, get toward the end of her life. And she's had a great life. She's had a blessed life. She's been very well taken care of. and But it's to the point where, you know, I think she probably has months left. And uh, not too long ago, the other night, we thought we were gonna, I thought I was going to have to shoot her, honestly, because she wasn't doing good at all. And come to find out she was having an allergic reaction to the medicine that uh, that she was that we had just gotten her. But I, I, th I really thought I was going to have to put her down that night here at the farm because she was she was so fucked up and it was breaking my heart. But, you know, there comes a point in time when you got to put animals down and, um, I've never had to do it and I've, I've, I've heard how hard it is. And when I think about it, 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 it tears me up when I start thinking about actually having to put Turkey down, it kills me, man, because we don't deserve animals. We, you know, all they want to do is take care of us and to be with us and, and we neglect the fuck out of them. We try to love them the best we can, but it's never enough. You know, we can never give them a portion of what they give us. And so it's hard. It's hard to think about that. And, and but it's a natural thing, right? And it's uh, life goes on, and you can't. Everybody and everything's got to die at some point. So I'm going to have to deal with that uh, coming up soon. And I just don't know how how well I'm going to handle that. I mean, how about you guys? You ever had to put one of your animals down? That uh, that's just like a part of your heart. Um, I'm sure you have, and it, it kind of makes me not want to get more animals, but you know, you can't help, you can't help it. It's the joy that they bring you, man. It's, it lasts you that, it lasts you a lifetime. Look, uh, I've, 
this is probably going to be my shortest episode yet. I just don't have the energy. I just wanted to get on here and try to tell y'all something. Just trying to keep some content going. So, um, just bear with me. I appreciate it. Y'all, um, thank you.